Hi, I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join me is Mike Dougherty. He's the director of festival programming of OutFest, which is taking place right now, August 13th to the 22nd in LA. And he's going to fill us in on all of the festival features, including in-person and digital films, outdoor screenings, galas, special events, and so much more. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I know here we are, you know, I, closing night is, is Sunday, correct? The yeah, 22nd? Correct, yes. So um, what have people been experiencing? I mean, here we are in a pandemic. I know you've been doing some remote and some in person. What's it been like? Yeah, it's been an interesting year. Um, we, as you said, we kind of did a combination of in-person and digital screenings. Um, this is after we we learned how to put on a digital festival last year, um, wow. last summer. Um, and it's been great for people who want to experience, experience each kind of um, option. Uh, the people that are coming in person get uh, their vaccine, vaccination checks at the door. Um, so everybody's safe. We have the mask mandate indoors. Um, a nice big theater at the Directors Guild of America in West Hollywood. So people uh, have the room to sit apart if needed, um, but the crowds right. are still lively and coming and we've been having great response to the films we're screening there. And for those who aren't quite ready to, to go into that experience, um, almost every film from our festival has been available digitally. I think 95% of the lineup you can, you can get a digital ticket for online. I want to mention the website outfest.org, correct? That is correct, yeah. So I had, uh, I featured Jump Darling on my show. Loved the film. Absolutely, yeah. And um, I wanted to see, ooh, what else do they have and what's going on? So will all the festivities be at the Directors Guild until Sunday? Uh, most of them. The Directors Guild is our headquarters. Um, there's a couple of theaters there that we screen in, but we have some events that are going on elsewhere. Um, so, Tonight and tomorrow, we are having some events at the Clive Davis Theater at the Grammy Museum downtown that involve some live performance as well. So That's tonight, great. there's a documentary called Baloney, which is about a beloved San Francisco gay male um, burlesque review. Um, and the, the film will play about that. And then the guys from the review are going to perform live at the, at the Grammy Museum Theater. Amazing. Uh, yeah. And then Saturday, we're joined by Bibi Zahara Benet, who is the first ever winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, Love and it. went on later to be an all-star. And she has a documentary called Being Bibi about her. That's actually our documentary centerpiece. It's okay. a really fascinating film. It follows her for 15 years from like pre-Drag Race to now COVID times. Um, such an incredible life and influence. Um, she's originally from Cameroon. The film even goes to Cameroon to see like the, the queer folks there, how they've been influenced and Amazing. appreciate her. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's one of those kinds of films where it's been gestating for for the, for longer than some have been alive. And, yes. <laughs> and yes. it's something. And then Bibi will be there to perform uh, an acoustic set live prior to the film. That is incredible. And I noticed a friend of mine, Brie Darling of yes. Fanny, Mm -hmm. I when I looked at the Sunday program, I thought, wait, I know that face. She's yeah. going to be there, right? Because they're screening their film. Yes. So yeah, the rock band Fanny. Um, mm -hmm. There's a documentary called Fanny: The Right to Rock um, that kind of charts, you know, the evolution of their of their careers from the '70s when when the band started to right. now um, when they reunited to create another album and the hardships of of getting back together. Yeah. Um, and this is a film that we had actually seen 
last year and wanted for the festival, but they had held off because they wanted to do in-person screenings. And so when we were able to do in-person screenings again, we thought we were going to really do this one right. And closing night um, will be at the Orpheum Theater downtown Los Angeles. And Fanny's coming to reunite for a rock show after the after the performance. That was is going really, to be incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was just really important that we had these moments of real celebration since we were able to come back together in person. And I just thought right. we love this film so much and they're such amazing women and they rock hard. Yes. <laughs> we just thought that's a great way to send off the festival on closing Yes. Night. And they really paved the way for other uh, female musicians. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you and many of the, many of whom are in the film talking about that, like members yeah. of the Go-Go's and Sheree Curry and, and all Susie, of these, uh, Susie, uh, Patty Quattro or Susie Quattro? Patty Quattro, yeah. Patty Quattro, Who yes. plays in the band, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she'll be there on Sunday night as well. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. And, and what's really exciting um, that we just learned, um, the band is going to be introduced by the Linda Lindas, who, if yes. you might know, uh, just, I know. Yeah, you know, but just in case your listeners yes. don't know, they, they recently, they're this band of uh, like preteen young girls. Uh, who just went viral like millions of people saw this video of their of their song racist sexist boy that they performed at the la public library yes. that was just just amazing and rocking you killed and, it it's going to be like this intergenerational you know passing of the baton of how, yeah. how fanny has inspired generations and um, so definitely i saw that i saw that clip when they first performed there and they're you know teenage girls punk rockers it really are unbelievable so it's great they're going to be there yeah Oh, what has it been like uh, in the pandemic having to put on this film festival? A challenge, but um, yeah. I think we're we're really making it through. I mean, you know, I had my days where I was just like, are we crazy? Can we really pull this off? Mm -hmm. uh, but just seeing it happen this past week, you know, everybody who is attending in person is really excited to be there. And yes. we are making every effort to make them feel safe and comfortable that that this is okay and we're we're making it a, a safe environment for everybody and I mean the response has been tremendous so it's really eased my fears um, yes. <laughs> uh, of of things I mean I, I am someone who can fall into a pit of oh, oh everything's gonna go wrong but but that just makes you prepare even harder and of course work is paid off yeah you know what I was gonna say too think about what this means to the people that are creating that are putting themselves out there you know, they're vulnerable as artists, actors, filmmakers, and you've given them this platform even through all this, Mike, it's incredible. And yeah, and something that we've been hearing from almost every film is this is the first time I've seen this film in the theater like this with an audience. Right. Um, and, and you can see like the expression on their face of like how relief really, like finally I got to have this experience. I yes. didn't know that was gonna happen. I'm gonna be there and this will be my first experience in a theater. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's and honestly, it's been mine too since, <laughs> since right? uh, going through. I, I mean, you know, programming a festival, you see most of the films like on your laptop or on your television. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been so long since I've seen films of this caliber in a theater. I know. I was, I had an experience where early on in the festival, I just stood in the back after I introduced a film to see it start playing. It was this beautiful film called A Distant Place from South Korea. And the first shot is, is is like a beautiful vista on a sheep farm, oh. where it's like a close up of a sheep breathing, and it just looks so gorgeous on a big screen that I got really emotional. It's like I miss cinema. Of course, I mean we're so deprived of that. Exactly. You yeah. know. Yeah, That's I, I forgotten what the feeling is like being in that communal experience, like experiencing cinema that way. What is it like 
having to select what you're going to show at this festival because I'm sure you get so many submissions. Oh, we do. We do. And it's, it's a process. We have, um, uh, I lead a team of, of diverse and wonderfully smart programmers who, who really dig into the submissions and we, we look around the world for films that have played other festivals or are looking to make their premieres. Um, and it's, it's really about striking a balance about representing as many voices from our community as you can mm-hmm. and, and really adhering to the quality that people want to see in the theater. So it's, it's, it's a process and it's, um, it can get contentious, <laughs> but we, I think we, we are at a point where there's so much great queer art coming out that it's almost an abundance of riches. I'm sure yes. Outfest is in its 39th year and I'm sure in the early days, when you know these projects were not getting financed, were not getting made, and there wasn't a diversity of voices in these mm-hmm. in these films, um, it must have been a lot harder. And you know, it's yeah. still hard to to really feel like you've accomplished the balance that you want. But I, I feel like we've been getting there, and I feel like the audience response and the filmmaker response has been uh, a testament to that. It's amazing, and we need art. We need to have that sense of connection, either even if it is virtual, but also in person is the best. Yeah, you know, I was checking out your website and um, there are lots of different things on the website. Uh, What what are out fronts? That looked really interesting. Yeah, out fronts was something we did new this year back in June. So and it was an idea that had been gestating for a bit where we thought um, if you're familiar with Paley Fest, which is um, a festival of, of panel discussions around a lot of great television shows. Um, and our organization had thought we should do the queer version of that at our festival, but just thinking about it and plotting it out, doing it in at the same time as the film festival would just, you know, crush us with the amount of work that it would create. Of course. Um, and the past year, um, moving our programs digital really afforded us the opportunity to do a test run of this idea digitally where we didn't have to, you know, create the entire in-person experience. Yes. And it, it was a very fortuitous time because everybody's doing their interviews and their discussions online on Zoom and is, is able to make themselves available for that. You don't have to right. get people to the venue and fly people in. Um, mm-hmm. So we put out the feelers to a few, a few television programs uh, that we loved. We assumed that the outfronts would be eight to 10 panel discussions. And as we kept putting out the feelers and thinking of more shows, it wound up as 25. Wow. Um, so over June, over a course of five days, we we rolled out 25 different panel discussions from shows like we had um, HBO Max's series Veneno from Spain, which was one of the best series that came out over the past year with Angelica Ross moderating with, with the creators of that show. We had- okay. Um, the Wilds, which was a big hit amongst uh, amongst our community, um, with its like queer characters, that yep. was a really well uh, attended thing. We had a we had a um, a panel with the creator and stars of It's a Sin that also kind of explored the the long history of HIV depiction on television. So we mm-hmm. had um, Jonathan Murray from the Real World, the Real World producer. Um, talk about Pedro Zamora from season three back in the 90s and we had um, Patrick Ian Polk talk about his characters from Noah's Ark and Daniel Franzese about his character from Looking and it was just this really broad ranging conversation about how that depiction has developed over the over the past decades. 
I, I want to mention the uh, website for that, theoutfronts.com. Yeah, and you can still see the panels up there. They're pre-recorded and they're up there. There's, I'm, If you like queer television, probably one of your favorites is represented there. And it, what was amazing about that is we couldn't cover everything we would want to just by sheer, yeah. by, you know, availability of the talent or by, you know, our bandwidth to handle all of it. Right. Uh, but it was like there were, well, there were more shows with this queer representation than we could ever put into one festival, which was amazing. That's a great problem to have. Yeah, That's exactly. a great problem, yeah. And we do hope to shift that festival to an in-person digital combination like we've done with Outfest LA in the next year. Did I uh, read correctly, you also have a screenwriting component to your festival at times? Well, we have, an, we have our Outfest Screenwriting Lab, which is um, a fellowship that happens every year. It's you sub, uh, a bunch of screenwriters submit their screenplays um, to be reviewed by our panelists. And I, I always get the number wrong. I think it's somewhere between six and eight finalists are chosen to go through a, a few day intensive lab with mentors and, and experts from the industry to really help them hone down and develop their script to the best place that it can be. Um, and that is being judged right now that the panels are, are judging right now. I think usually the um, submissions close in June every year. So, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So, which is great. You know, even if you didn't get your screenplay in this year, you have, you know, it takes a while to craft your screenplay anyway. So you have true. that entire calendar year to start this getting true. for the Does next Does it have round. to be a feature? Can it be a short? It be a feature film or an episodic pilot. Okay. Um, short films are not in, in this. Program. Okay, so an episodic pilot. Yeah. That's but what's good. interesting is like we've we've supported a lot of great artists through that lab, and I just the other day um, presented our U.S. centerpiece, The Novice, which is Lauren Hathaway's debut feature that just won like the Grand U.S. Narrative Prize at Tribeca, along with Best Actress Prize and Best Cinematography. And that film, that screenplay, went through that screenwriting lab in 2018, um, wow. and then here is like now this amazing film that I think we're going to hear about in award season. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. So. So the programs we do, we are we are looking to support, you know, art that you want to see. That is great. I'm, I think I'm going to submit my scripts next year. Do it. Definitely. <laughs> Anything else you'd like listeners to know about the festival? Yeah, we've. I mean, we are. It's Friday and we end Sunday, but there is so much jam packed into into the rest of the days tonight at the DGA at our headquarters. We have our traditional All Girl Friday, which is. Um, uh, a night that celebrates every woman in the LGBTQIA community. Um, there are two shorts programs and two features playing, uh, and the you know the free sponsored FN bar opens at 5:30. That's out on the outdoor patio for people to feel safe. Great. Uh, and tomorrow, in addition to being BB that I talked about earlier, we have our trans and non-binary summit, which is in its fifth year, um, and it gathers you know trans artists and, and filmmakers and actors to discuss not only you know the issues facing their community in the entertainment industry but just the work that they are doing so our our panels and uh there's going to be a panel discussion and some short film showcases and a live read of rain Beldez's season two of her web series razor tongue and there are going to be people joining us like angelica ross and candace kane and jacob tobiah and so Zachary Drucker and uh, so many more people I'm forgetting because the list just went on so long. Trace Lissette, who was from Transparent. Um, Amazing. Like, people are going to be there at the DGA tomorrow. Um, so if you're a fan of any one of them, it's, it's something to attend. Yeah. Did I also read that at one point you had honored Elliot Page? Yes, closing night. Yeah, good. You are, you are, oh, okay. getting me, you are keeping me honest. Oh, so it, <laughs> yeah. is, it is Sunday? <laughs> They're doing that? 
So closing night, we are presenting two honorary awards. One is our Achievement Award, which is being presented to Elliot Page, yes. And then our James Shamus Ally Award is being presented to Octavia Spencer. Um, and okay. I believe they'll both accept via video. Okay. Them, but I, yeah. You got a little quiet right there. So I, they'll both accept via video at the Orpheum Theater on Sunday night at our okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so if people want more information, tickets, do they just go to outfest.org? Outfest.org, it'll lead you to our web pages with all of the lineup that is still available. I think I can announce now that a lot of our lineup is going to go up digitally for an encore Monday through Wednesday next week. Yay. So just a little insider baseball, you know, every feature that we have has a viewership cap and once that's hit it'll come down but anything that is available and wants to participate in this encore will be available to to stream again digitally monday through wednesday next week fantastic and i'm more than happy uh probably after the festival because everybody's so busy now to feature more films and anybody from from mount fest absolutely we'll connect you okay thank you so much this was great looking forward to it 